the word scarlet it's like so so beautiful well probably because people would have come out of the world work and been like my great grandma <laughs> was killed by scarlet fever and that has affected our family for generations you know living glam living rough living with jonathan and katie Welcome, Welcome to, to Living with, with Jonathan, Jonathan and Katie. Katie. Today we are living in a bunker on quarantine. We are on quarantine. I'm Jonathan Serdoral and I've already eaten all of my toenails. <laughs> <laughs> Katie? I'm Katie French and I believe this is all a hoax. You do believe this is all <laughs> a hoax. Well, we were talking about this before, but I do want to bring this up. We do feel people are overreacting, but it's because the government underreacted. Yeah. People wouldn't be doing the shit that they're doing had the Trump administration taken the precautions that they should have taken before this. You know what I mean? Yeah. We wouldn't be in such like a crazy state. Yeah. But it is, I mean, this is, unpre- we're living history. Yeah. We've never experienced anything like this. Right. Just well, you and do. I lived through the Spanish flu. Well, that's true. But it didn't affect us because we were already elderly. And, I, and I'm saying this earnestly. My great-great-great-grandfather died in the Spanish flu. Oh, shit. And I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry about that dog. <laughs> Wait, but he was young then when he died, right? I think he was like in his 40s. Yeah, because it attacked that scary. Do you know that it attacked the young? It was it attacked um, exclusively the young. It was a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, and literally like million I, and yes, everything is scary right now, but I'm like we have testing, we have technology. Imagine being in like turn of the century when they don't have anything. Yeah. And they also just like barely learned about even like you know, bacteria in like World War One. Imagine being alive back then thinking that you were modern. <laughs> it's very modern. Well, if you're like a woman who cut her hair, it was right. like, what a modern, thoroughly modern Millie. Right. Remember in Downton Abbey where like one of the daughters came in and she was wearing pants and everyone was like, guffaw. You know? <laughs> it's like so stupid. The stakes were very high back then. Right. But I do have, um, so shout out. Rest in peace to my great great grandfather. Um, and then also, I have two relatives who were um, young ladies. They were they were like they're like my ghost ancestors. So it was like ni- early 1900s. We have we still own their dresses, and we have photographs of them in their dresses. They were basically like their um, senior high school kind of photographs. Mm-hmm. So they're like white lace, and they're like very ghost. Like imagine what an old ghost looks like. That's mm-hmm. like full on what these dresses are. And um, they both died in a tuberculosis outbreak because they were both in dorms studying to be nurses and you know it spreads through the dorms and yes. things like that yeah um but you know what we all say die hot and they did they did because they, they were did. like 20 prime you know and i but oh, they God. were <laughs> but they were so petite back then that i could only fit into the dresses when i was like um prepubescent like body yeah. so when i was like 11 12 so i did like to wear their ghostly gowns oh god <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna put up a tbt oreos <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they were like very thin and like Truly, they must have been such petite women because even that was like getting tight on me. People were very small. Yeah. It is, it's crazy. Now, you know, my, um, my abuelito, who just passed away a few years ago, uh, my abuelito Roman, his mom, um, Jesusita, who is, that's my mom's name, but uh, that's who she's named after. His mom, Jesusita, died of yellow fever in Mexico when he was 12. Mm. Yeah. So every time I hear about that, I'm like, Oh, wow. That's crazy. And this was in the 30s because my abuelito was born in like 1927. So 12. No. So maybe this. Yeah. Late 30s. This would be the late 30s when she when she passed away from yellow fever back in Mexico. And every time I hear that, I'm like, that sounds so just like old school. Quaint. Yeah. Die. It sounds very Oregon Trail. Right. Like die of like 
cholera or like yeah. or like yellow fever or what what was it like the scarlet fever scarlet typhoid, fever yeah. yeah typhoid my, all that um, type of stuff I remember my grandpa when he was a young boy on a farm in Michigan he got scarlet fever and he he like kind of did have to be quarantined oh. alone and so but he remembers it was like Christmas I think so he was like alone in the attic quarantined and then like he listening listening to the sounds of Christmas below him that's pretty crazy but scarlet fever is a great name. I don't know why that drag queen Scarlet Emmy didn't go by Scarlet Scarlet Fever. Fever. I know. Scarlet Fever is amazing. The word Scarlet, it's like so, so beautiful. Well, probably because people would have come out of the woodwork and been like, my great grandma (laughs) was killed by Scarlet Fever. And that has affected our family for generations, you know? And it does. And it sucks. And I'm like, guys, I don't mean to. But it is, it is quite antiquated. Like typhoid. Like every heroine in like Victorian thing is always dying of, Oh, um, in Mulan Rouge, she's dying of consumption. Yes. Remember, she's like I, I thought she was dying blood. of tuberculosis. Oh. Yes. Are they the same? No. Consumption is the old word for cancer. Oh, it is? That's what I thought. Oh, I had no idea. They didn't have I thought the they're just always cancer. coughing when there's like consumption situations. I mean, I think you can die of cancer in many different ways. So maybe she did have cancer and it was like, she was just naturally dying. But just coughing up blood is the most dramatic best way to But that's show a that symptom of tuberculosis. So that's why I always thought she had oh, tuberculosis, probably. which was like super rampant in Europe at that point. That so, would make sense. Yeah. My friend is married to um, a girl who has her PhD in infectious diseases. Whoa. And I think she works in like the lab Harvard or something. She's crazy but she was saying i think she specializes in dysentery and as part of their senior like thesis or whatever um you don't have to but they recommend you go and they you basically experience dysentery for three days in a monitored state they like give it to you and then bring you back from it so that you as a main researcher can understand like what it actually feels like right i don't know that she did it but that's crazy it's fucking crazy it's so sad like let's just be thankful that the majority of the people who are getting corona or covid have mild cases and like heal themselves and it's like a bad flu and they get better you know yeah this could be like the spanish flu people where it attacked young people because the more like good antibodies that you had in your system the more it would like flood your system with like fluid and that's why young people were dying from it because the old and then like the super young the the babies they didn't have as many like antibodies in Mm. their system so they didn't get attacked as much yeah so this could be the spanish flu where the spanish flu was like way way worse than this yeah so let's pray that this doesn't get to that level. yeah and we don't want it to be and we're not trying to make light of that but it is interesting it does feel very apocalyptic i was driving um it does and the signs are like less is more stay home like it seems very dramatic it's so crazy and also our careers are ruined right <laughs> and that's the real loss it here. is okay <laughs> It is. Here's the thing. Me and Katie, we are not repped, but we hustle. And do we not every single month for like the past like four or five years, every single month, there's always like some opportunity, opportunity that yes. comes up and stuff like that. So yes. I'm very proud of us for that. And and it happens both indiv- more often actually individually, but also as groups too. Like yeah. recently we had an opportunity that we could have done together. Yeah. Um. So I'm very proud because to not be repped in the industry and to constantly like get these opportunities like you do have to be out there hustling putting yeah. stuff out and it's very hard but you still get fewer opportunities than people who are repped and so 
you are just kind of dependent on favors or hearing from someone or meeting the right person or getting seen by the right person. But we were up for some cool <laughs> shit and it all got canceled. And two stand up gigs, paid gigs, a college gig and a tour yeah. of mine got canceled. And my Amazon Prime taping. Your Amazon Prime taping did not get canceled. No, you're it right. Got pushed. You're, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah. You're right. And now more than ever, which is what I love. I love anytime someone uses that phrase. <laughs> Your taping was pushed. No. <laughs> no, that is true. It is. Uh, it is like it fucking sucks because it didn't feel like 2020 is going to be a good year. Yeah. You know? No. She came out of nowhere. <laughs> she was like, "Excuse me." <laughs> it is very bizarre, but it is a time to just. I, I was just saying, I mean, there's literally absolutely nothing that anybody can do. So just like sit at home and I know. just live small. And I mean, we never have an excuse to like just duck out of life, I guess. I mean, because nothing's happening. We can't go anywhere. Can't do well, anything. You know what we're going to do. I mean, we're me and Katie are staying home and we're just like making online content, making podcasts and both working on pilots and scripts. That's all you can do. And thrifting. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, because, no especially with like going out to mics and stuff like you have one thing that's like way at the end of April that you will have time to prepare for. But for me, like there's really nothing stand up wise that I need to like prepare for anymore because it was all fucking canceled, yeah. you know, um, which everyone is going through this. It's not just us. Right. It's not just me, but and it, it a lot feels... of people have a heart. Like I, I really feel, and I hope that the, whatever the government's passing is going to help a lot of people Yeah, make it through it. But shout out to all the creatives out there who are in our exact position, who had cool things coming around the corner who are trying to make their or trying to transfer over to like earning their living from this? Like, it's very hard to like when you lose stuff. You know what I mean? It's quite a shout um, out to all you guys. It's very yeah, and this is just all unprecedented. It's very odd because we've all seen like the movies, you know, about this kind of stuff. But what does it like really feel like? And what is it? You know, I just keep being like, where are like the tanks with the like hazmat suit people in them? I know. And then you know, like in the movies, they're always like like crop dusting people with some sort of like probably totally infectious chemical. Yeah. Like they did with the Bracero program, but it does look, there is nothing scarier or why is it of all the things, like all the imagery in media, there's nothing scarier to me than like a gas mask. I know a hazmat suit and a gas mask, which do you watch the hot doctor on YouTube? No. Oh my God. We have to watch him. He? He's so cute. Okay. He's this, I think he's this Armenian American doctor. Is that his handle? The hot doctor? No, oh. it's like, but everyone just calls him the hot okay. doctor. He's so cute. And he's based on the East Coast. But he has, he, he's been doing these videos, um, especially because of the coronavirus. And he was talking about like all the misinformation out there. And then he was also like, why are you idiots wearing gas masks? Oh, That's yeah. not even something that medical people wear. Like it's absolutely unnecessary. unnecessary. And you're just doing it for shock value and for scaring value. And he was like, even those like $200 masks that like Gwyneth Paltrow, he's like, those are not gonna work he's like yeah. you need to look at how this virus is actually passed you know it is so um it's so weird mm -hmm. there's a store in um in burbank it's called like the oddities something museum it's like a um it's a very witchy like goth store or whatever yeah. but they sell a lot of it's like it's like where steampunk goths go to get their bones you know <laughs> It's where they go to make their bones. <laughs> no, they full on have, it's like a lot of like medical experiment, weird mm -hmm. shit. And I was talking to the woman there and she was like, oh, the point of this being that they have a lot of like vintage gas masks from World War One, which also shout out to like, I have a great uncle who was blinded by mustard gas in World War One. Um, but those ones look especially terrifying because they're like, it was a also a little bit of a different design and they look like creepy zombie demon masks or whatever. Yeah. Um, but what was my other point? Oh, just when I went there, she, the lady was, 
she was talking she was, I was like where do you get these bones because they have like skeletons they have children's rib cages <gasps> from like the 1800s and I was like what the hell and the lady was like oh yeah we have a bone guy <laughs> I was oh, like Jesus we Christ. all have a bone dealer but the rules are that you have to it has my to bone be... dealer is named Miguel <laughs> he deals a good bone <laughs> um the rules being that it has to be older than 100 years okay. it has to have for sure been like a medical thing not like I murdered somebody and saved their skeleton and then (laughs) (laughs) and that it has to be like a documented situation. Same for animals because obviously you can't um, like rare endangered animals Mm -hmm. you can't just like have or whatever. But yeah, they had a like toddler's rib cage in a case and it was like from 1850. Also, why is it that all ghosts are from the 1800s? All ghostly because they became obsessed with that. That's another thing. Like Victorian era was very, um, they were all obsessed with like seances and mediums because also everyone was dying all the time. For sure. And that's women were always trying to contact their old dead children and like all this, you know. Well, not all ghosts are from the 1800s, but I think just definitely back in the Victorian era when seances were. But this was seances were big post Victorian because they were big all the way into the 1920s. True, but right? it became but Victorian is 1850 to something regardless. But by 1920s, because I think it's 1850 to 1900. Maybe. That's the Victorian era. So anyone who's alive in the early 1900s, from 1900 to 1920, if you were into seances, pretty much anyone you know was going to be from the 1800s. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it's like us. We're like in um, 2020, but like. Everyone we we're know, from the 1900s. Yeah, everyone yeah. we know was born in yeah. the 1900s, and especially like older people in our life, like all of our grandparents are from like that time. You yeah, know? the store we should go there because it is kind of funny to make fun of. <laughs> but like, like they sell like everything. They they sell a ton of like just old kind of like tin type anything that looks like a ghost's portrait on the wall. Yeah, you know, yeah, just yeah. like old like this is Bedelia McPherson and she's Bedelia <laughs> McPherson. <laughs> and it's a lot of it's so weird. It's like um like children's. Funeral slippers and like all this, and then they all the like medical equipment, which is very creepy, like an old like dentist chair and like anesthesiologist, like um, gross like needles and stuff. Old medical equipment looks so frightening because they look like torture. It looks huge. Yes, yeah, and it looks like rusted. I know. (laughs) It's like what the fuck. (laughs) It is. They also sell um like a, a number of x-rays there like 1900s ones but then also current ones like one was literally it was like dan's x-ray and it was like from 07 it was like 1985 <laughs> oh, and it was like just i think it was like a broken bone or something yeah, but crazy. i don't it's very funny that like that's there's a very specific like goth type of aesthetic yeah. or like a steampunk victorian widow aesthetic i would call it yeah um I, I because I've been very into home decor. I was watching like YouTube channels, and one popped up, and it was like this woman's, uh, you know, she's like full time goth, and it was like her her own decor channel for her like goth home, mm-hmm. and so it was very funny. She was like showing her um, her living room, but it was very dark, you know, and she was like, she's Australian too. She's like, guys, sorry, <laughs> oh, God. do it. <laughs> but she was just like, go on, man. She was like, it's very dark in this room. Uh, it's very hard to film because, as you know, everything's black. <laughs> like absorbing all the light but she had like skulls on her mantle just like everything and i was like i mean it's a very particular personality type that like enjoys that kind of haunted houseness yeah that's the thing i don't love i love watching stuff about that but i don't want to be surrounded by that 24 7 yeah everything she owned like looked like a coffin or was like i don't like that and i bet she watches like very happy stuff on tv yeah probably she probably watches like teletubbies (laughs) i don't know (laughs) also guys here in la 
to like add to the quarantine vibe it's raining yes. a lot yeah which it never does no like and especially this hard for this long yes. so it's very like we're all just stuck and it's not good for us because i mean it's good for the environment if we need the rain but we want the la hot weather back because the virus has trouble surviving in hot climate so it's like girl it does. yeah so it's like girl bring back the la desert coastal hotness you i didn't know? know that it's an yes. ice cream it's like nice it thrives in, it cold thrives in cold and damp. Yes. That's why the further south you go, there's less cases in Mexico, less cases in Central America being reported. Yeah. So I'm, take this with a grain of salt, what I'm saying. But a lot of people theorize it's because it is from um, hotter climates, you know? Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Right. It doesn't mean that they can't, it can't, you, it can't, um, you can't get infected in those hot climates. It just seems like less cases it's less prevalent because the virus has trouble living in a hotter climate. Wow. Yeah. That's really interesting. I don't know. All of science. It's also funny how overnight everyone like acts like they've gone to medical school. You I, know? I've been, <laughs> I've been, I've been attending, <laughs> I've been attending medical school. Is that a new gay club? <laughs> yes. It's called medical. It's spelled cool. medical S K E W L and then a penis. <laughs> I've been going to medical skull. <laughs> medical skull. That's a, that's a blood bar. No, there's a new bar called urology. Is that there, would actually be such a great. That's very funny. That that is such a great bar. Don't steal that, faggots. <laughs> don't steal that. No gay person out there. Don't steal that from me. That's my bar. Remember how J Lo had Madres. No, was that like one of those like early 2000s whenever? Remember, yeah, were they all in Remember when all celebrities had restaurants? The Fabulous Life of Jennifer <laughs> Lopez. Remember that show? Oh, Rich and Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yeah. I loved those. Yeah, I watched, I recently watched um, the one on YouTube about Lindsay Lohan. It was so stupid. About like modern? No, her old no, one. No, uh, 2000s, like peak Lindsay. And what was? It was just like, most teenagers, all they want is a driver's permit. <laughs> Lindsay, she has 17 Bentleys. It's just, like, <laughs> it's just so stupid. That is so funny. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, everyone's crazy. What are, well, what are some hot tips to survive the quarantine? Or like, what are you doing with your time? Oh, I'm working out. I am yeah. full on working out. Katie even commented that I look bigger, but svelter at the same time, yeah. which is exactly what I was going for. Yeah. And I'm working on my pilot. Which I will be sending out to everyone <laughs> so that you guys can all pretend to read it. You like send it, you're like, I know you're fucking quarantined, so you have to read this right now. <laughs> that is so, all my texts are aggressive. Um, I don't know why you've taken six hours to respond to me because we're all quarantined. What are you so doing? So what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> That's good. Anything else? Any fun things? Um, no, just like eating and, oh, drag race. Oh. Are you keeping up on Drag I'm Race? I'm not. I haven't. I've oh, been God. so behind on all of it. This season, honestly, has been really good. Really? Really good. One of my favorite uh, seasons so far. Everyone has big personalities. It's full of like stupid shit, controversy. Like, it's great. Love the controversy. Unlikable queens. You have to have unlikable queens on there. Likeable queens, you know? I've been slowly catching up on Pose season two. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Which is fun. Seen it, saw it, lived it. It's what season <laughs> Then it the the fashion is really horrendous in that era. Really, I liked see, season two was my favorite um, so far. Well, it's like it, it's we're one. in the harem pant era. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of like 
uh, I don't, it's just not my. I love it. I love a '90s gay aesthetic when you know it's like a tight jean, an acid watched tight jean, so and a mustache. To, but this, that's a little bit a little later than this era. Yeah, We're, that's more like mid '90s probably. Yes, this is like 94. '80s. I don't care yeah. for '80s fashion. I think that's the real issue. I, I like a power suit, but yeah, '70s fashion will always be better than '80s fashion. It's, always, that is my always, favorite always. too. Yeah. It's just gorgeous. We should go. I've been wanting to go. Not post quarantine. There's a store called The Way We Wore. And <laughs> it's a way we wore. It's a vintage store, which I don't really get vintage, whatever. But this woman, um, she had a, a little like reality show on Smithsonian Channel because uh-huh. she only collects like Dior, Chanel, vintage designers. She knows all these. She says, I don't invest in the stock market. I invest in the frock market. Honestly, with the stock market at bear market right now, she sounds like a fucking She's genius. going in. Yeah. But like, it's the kind of place where Dita Von Teese goes to get her own wardrobe mm-hmm. and a bunch of like stylists. It's also where um, like costume designers go to this woman's store because yeah. she also has her store plus a whole warehouse of like vintage neckerchiefs. And like literally if someone's like, hey, I need... Um, What's a neckerchief? Like a, you know, like boy, like a little, like a, a scarf you tie around your neck. Ooh, like in the 60s. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. So she's she is like an encyclopedia of knowledge of all designers and fashion in history. So yeah, yeah, I yeah. really like, I just liked watching her little show. And then sometimes I'll watch her YouTube videos because she'll do like a, oh, this is like all the Chanel stuff I have, or this is a haul from this, or um, she's really good at like identifying frauds and auctions and stuff. So yeah. she's really cool, but she'll like... Um, like a costume designer will come and be like, okay, so I'm, um, there's this scene, it's set in like the Hamptons in 1940 or like 1952. This is the family, this is their socioeconomic status and she'll full on be like, they would be wearing X, Y, and Z. Here's my whole archives, look through and get your inspiration. So she's like very, it's very historical. It's very fascinating. Um, And so I've always just wanted to go to her store and like try on something like a that Dior that's like from the fifties or something. Honestly, people who invest in designer fashion, I do think that is so smart. I, I, and even if you don't make a business like she's made out of it and have this like era knowledge, this encyclopedia knowledge, even to just invest in current day designer stuff. If you ever come into a financial bind, like 10 years from now, you will be able to, and if you kept that stuff in good condition, you will yeah. be able to resell that. People want that stuff, especially once it reaches vintage level. It is crazy. Like how that, that's such a world that's like so foreign to me. And right. I'm also not a very like, um, like clothes, like material, like, but people who love it and like worship it as like art and stuff like that. It's yeah. great for them, but she likes it so much that she like, uh, she did one YouTube videos. It was just on like the, some of the shoes she owns and even like, um, like she collects like broken off like shoe heels Mm -hmm. and she had this whole collection, like vintage shoe heels that have just like lost the shoe. But like, they're like, Oh, this is like a crazy cool, like, like, clear lucite one from the 60s that's like a little pineapple or this one's like from the 30s and it has dude there was this pair of shoes i could not believe i think it was like 1925 we would love it it the whole little heel was rhinestoned and her (gasps) it was like so cool like i was like they had rhinestones like even back then in just like you know not day wear but like evening wear stuff it's so cool so she's very creative because she keeps that also so that costume designers can be like wow that is a wild fun heel from the 60s right you know men's as well or like spats and all sorts of stuff the but 20s was like flashy fashion ball so hard right yeah. before it was in between wars exactly so everyone was like we're gonna party for 10 years i loved it because it was an era where men wore furs really men wore it like a rich man was wearing a full fur coat the way that you might like come into my house as a diva in a full fur coat 
Yeah, it was very well. Th- that's amazing. Also, the movie stars at the time, all the men were like androgynous, very like queer singing, yes. a lot of makeup yes. on. It wasn't until like the Great Depression and then the wars did we start to switch to these like uber masculine, not androgynous, not feminine, like male movie stars. Um, and we didn't really get back to the androgyny until the 60s. It mm, took like true. the 20s They're and like 60s. pretty boys. Yeah, we really didn't get back to that. Because you need the androgyny. You do. And you can't just have like this like masculine dude. As much as we all want to like, you know, fuck those guys. You have to remember that the androgynous, they bring the fun. They bring the sex appeal. The glitz and glamour. The glitz and glam. I don't know if I've told this story or... Uh, if I talked about this before, so I have like a great uncle through marriage who, um, all of your family is like through mar- like European marriage. It is. Haiti it's has arranged marriage. German cousins, yes. Greek cousins, Italian, Italian cousins. cousins. I'm like, who you I know. are so European. I'm very worldly. No, you truly are European. It's like, you're like the, their Swedish Irish side. Yeah. Like you're all like related, you know, yeah. how like all the Royal families in Europe we, is you related. Yeah. Cause that was the thing about Queen Victoria, right? She was related to every head of every ruler in Europe at yeah. the time i mean thin breeding is crazy but anyways yeah. um was oh so i had this great uncle who That's what i always say at your family functions <laughs> the inbreeding is crazy he was like a tap dancer uh-huh. and like ballroom because his mother like put it in you know and also it's like it was the 30s at the time so like that was like what a little what you would do i don't know like okay, was so like it, real ba- like not real ballroom, like classic ball, waltz ballroom yes yeah. yes yeah so he like grew up he being, wasn't like <laughs> yeah he wasn't poking <laughs> So he like grew up being a dancer. I'll just say like he 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 wasn't gay. It was just like that's like what they did at the time. Sure. So he's like tab dancing in like a nightclub bar review, a cabaret or something. Yeah. And uh, an agent comes up to him. He's I think he was like eighteen, nineteen, an whatever. Asian came an up agent. To him? Oh okay. And was like, hey kid, I love your star thing. Come to the moving pictures. And he this was like in Long Beach. And he was like, oh I would, but I'm shipping out to World War II tomorrow. And the agent was like, well if you ever make it back, give me a ring. Oh god. <laughs> this is in my mind what happened. And he did come back from World War II and he did give a ring. And then he was a dancer in like musicals in the like uh, oh, yeah, late 40s and early this. 50s. And he um, and he was like was one of like the only straight guys. He I, he would be like, oh, yeah, they were all gay. Like yeah. all the other guys. He's like, but I loved it because I could like clean up on set. Right. And he he got to do all the lifts with the ladies. So he's yeah. always like touching their little butts and stuff. But so he told this story about and probably more. And probably <laughs> He's like, even an ankle. <laughs> um, and he... Uh, yeah, very nice ankles, Darlene. <laughs> and they're like, well, well aren't you fresh? <laughs> um, but so he he told me the story of being at a Hollywood party, like yeah. in the... This would have probably would have been in the 50s. And Joan Crawford was there. Oh, yes. I love this story. And they... All the little, like... All her little gays were like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if we played a prank on Joan? And so they had one of the guys... Okay, so one of the dancers had a really big member and it was like very well known a cock <laughs> and so he's this is the story that my great uncle jack told me that he went back into the uh kitchen or whatever and he, they had a like silver platter and he put his dick on a platter mm-hmm. and then he put the little dumb waiter over it you know that's the yeah. like tray thing you, you know you pull off right, right, when you, right. like rich people and butlers do yeah, yeah so they put it on it and then um he was wearing like a little like butler's apron or whatever yeah, yeah. and they went over and they were like joan we have a special dish for you and they like opened it and oh then she like a queen didn't react at all she said lovely and she grabbed a fork and a knife and like went to like <laughs> whatever and it was such a scandalous and then thing. he of course like backed up yeah of like, course dine on his cock yeah um wow how big that cock must have been huge maybe. to like 
put on a fucking platter (laughs) and like take it out that's crazy but i love i was like that's a real queen is like you don't respond at all you just like yeah one up it you know um so that was a story i heard from the horse's mouth and then he um he did want to do one more um picture with uh fred astaire he just always wanted to do be in a picture with fred astaire and he was but then he got cut and i think it was paint your wagon oh but he still he still was on set and worked with him yeah okay well at least that yeah even though you got cut you did actually you were in the production yeah so that's so cool. Isn't that such a fun story? So guys, during this quarantine, tell each other fun <laughs> stories about your big cocked <laughs> grandpa's friend. Your any Every grandpa has a friend that had a huge cock and <laughs> we always want to hear about it. Or maybe your grandpa himself. Send in, send in stories. Yeah. Or maybe uh, a big butt too. We don't know. <laughs> Do you... Um, I'm just not... I'm nasty during the quarantine. <laughs> Like, you got to stay clean, but stay a little nasty. <laughs> okay. I am so... Okay. You know how, like, clean comics work more? <laughs> yes. Fuck all them. Okay? <laughs> because here's the thing. Clean comics, usually, they can't do um, humor that's not clean. They usually can't do any type of dirty humor, but they always, like, have this kind of, like, oh, well, I guess you need to stoop down to, like, talking about those things <laughs> in order piggy to be level. funny. But it's, like, that stuff is actually hard to make funny, that is if, true without it, being it, vulgar. Exactly. Vulgar, because yeah. people at comedy shows, if you just like go up and you're like, cock, like they're not going to laugh because yeah. they're going to just be like, oh, you're just kind of like saying that. You need to like, it's harder to make those subjects funny. So I just shout out to all the dirty ass comics. It is hard to make that stuff funny, especially when you can be looked at as inappropriate. You always have to be funnier than you are inappropriate. But if like you're like, like, look at this napkin holder. Isn't this crazy? It's like, yeah. okay, girl. Like, yeah, you're just talking about shit yeah i know i always thought oh it must be nice to be an observational comic when you're just like what's the deal with sugar packets <laughs> i mean they're little they're packets what are, how much sugar am i having today i know it's just ridiculous also every here's why i know dirty comics are better comics than clean comics most of the time and i know that this is gonna be controversial to any comedians listening but i don't give a fuck <laughs> dirty comics every comic that's dirty we all have a 10 minute clean set because it's always requested. Yeah. You always have to have a clean set prepared and on tape so that you can send it, right? Clean comics do not have a dirty set. Most of them do not have like a set that were because it's not requested of them. Sure. They're not required to do that. So you're verse and they're not. Well, yeah, I'm saying that dirty comics are usually more comedically versatile because they have to be because they can't always be dirty. You there are I mean, remember we did that Santa Monica or no I did the Santa Monica peer show where you had to be clean mm. you know and you know I went up and did it did you when you auditioned for America's Got Talent the first time the first time wasn't it did you do a dirty joke but it was like a bunch of nine-year-old little girls in the room with you on no, your no, audition? no no I what did all it? clean material okay because it was I was fit my group was like 39 to 11 year old girls with their moms all <laughs> terrible singers terrible terrible singers <laughs> and did you tell them that no there was only one girl you were like Kaylee you need to quit oh they were all off key they were all sharp or flat I was even like humming in the corner being like <laughs> you need to be right here why are you right here you know why are you down there? <laughs> Why are you down there? That's our quote from um, Whitney Houston. That's Whitney Brandy. Houston yelling at Brandy during the rehearsals for Cinderella on ABC. Well, it was pretty like I, I get her frustration because in that clip, Whitney was singing so Brandy could match her tone. And that's how a lot of people like match key tones. Like if I sing like 
ah, like you should start singing and, and keep going until you match my tone. But like, if I go, ah, and you sing, ah, like, why would you be doing that? Why would you not even start at a higher key to try to get, you know, it's like crazy. What were the little girls like singing? Like, what were they auditioning with? I just love, uh, my vision is just, it's just you alone hating all these little like, and they're all in like chintzy little sequins outfits or something. I don't remember what the fuck they sang, yeah. but. Um, Did they do that like kind of little girl, like little kids kind of singing? Oh, yeah, all of them. And when it's oh, like, oh the sun will come out. Oh, yeah. They did that whole, like, like you're never fully dressed without a smile. Like, they did they did all that type of shit. Because they're all in the 20s. Yeah. They were, like, real bad. But, um, except for one was good. But she was, of course, the only one who played guitar, too. So it's like, of course you're good. Because she's, oh. like, probably in her room all the time playing with that instrument and so she can constantly be singing and practicing 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 everyone else like depends on some like boom box that they brought you know um no but i had to go up and i was just like totally thrown by all these kids around me and i just had like a terrible audition like i feel like i was just like everywhere it wasn't good at all but then my audition this past year i had a great audition like i got laughs on all my stuff i felt very good did I get a callback? No, but I was super happy to be like, walk out of the audition going, hey, I got laughs on all my stuff. I went yeah. in, I just felt so in control and I was like, oh yeah, well then Well, maybe fine. if you had prepared a musical number from Annie, you would have been. I would have made it. <laughs> Literally cut to, like you're you're on the show, but you're one of the crazy people that they auditioned so that, and you're like in a full, like dresses you with your beard, yeah. but in a full Annie outfit. <laughs> you're just like, I just want to make it. I betcha he's betcha there's I forget. I still it. love Annie. I know it does. It, so in my heart. I mean, I was the most obnoxious little like nine year old girl playing that song nonstop. Like yeah. that whole. I had the cassette tape and just like tap dancing in my room and being like, oh, it's hard to be an orphan. <laughs> I don't know why I got like sexy. <laughs> it's hard baby. to be an orphan. Sorry, Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> Sorry, Daddy. I didn't mean to do that, Daddy. Like get down so on my knees, bad. Daddy. I used to. I don't know why. I guess I wasn't taking tap class at the time, but I used to tape little poker chips to my shoes <laughs> oh, God. because I was an orphan in the in the twenties, <laughs> and I would just tap dance. We had a little like a uh, like a little deck outside, and yeah, uh, I just loved. But they were always kicking off, and I was getting very frustrated. I had many tap shoes because I took tap. I was just thinking of you because last time I went to my dance studio, this tap class was there, and tap shoes now are like very um different than mine and I, mine weren't like the patent leather ones they're just they're very like sturdy but i think they're for like hardcore tappers mm-hmm. um but i was thinking of you and i was like didn't we say like when you you want to take a sh- dance class a tap class sometime i do and i still remember because i took so much tap i do still remember so much like i can yeah. do time steps i can do a cincinnati yeah i co- of course can do like shuffles and flaps and, and i can buffalo. still do that oh yeah i remember that yeah um and I can do a triple time step still to this day. I can do a triple. Ew. Yeah. So I, we should, I would like to, t- I would take one with you. I would love I to do take still a have tap. tap shoes. But of course I'm going to be doing these like steps, like, like these are how you do the steps, but everyone else who's going to show up is going to be like, yeah, we're doing a triple, but we're also doing like full on like modern dance as well. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? It's going to yeah, be yeah. so advanced because you always go into those classes and you think like, oh, beginning tap. Hell fuck. No. Yeah. It's going to be. It's very a very advanced. cool like teacher. He's like a very he has like like a lot of like swag. Like he's not dressed like old timey. You know yeah. what I mean? He's like dressed very cool and hip yeah. and like very um, just I mean as fast as he can move his feet it's like my goodness <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna i mean it's gonna be very modern tap which is hard i mean yeah. to tap well is like 
it, it is interesting because if you see like the 1988 Tony Award performance of <laughs> Patti LuPone doing Anything Goes as Reno Sweeney, oh, which you've is showed, something I watch once a month. And you've showed that to me actually on multiple occasions. She has the best voice for Reno Sweeney. The best voice. I mean, she knocks Sutton Foster way out of the water. Sutton Foster's voice is just garbage comparatively because Sutton Foster <laughs> just sounds the same all the time. Patti LuPone is amazing. But Sutton has way more tap and dance experience than um, Patty because when Sutton's singing, it's like, stop singing, you know? But mm. then when you see Sutton dance, you kind of think the same about Patty. Like, Patty's tap was so basic back in that performance. She was the Mariah, basically, of her. Of her. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> it was literally, so, it was so basic. Like, She's it like, was step touch, step touch. Yeah, they like shuffled back. They flapped forward. <laughs> they did a Cincinnati. And then they like did a pinwheel. I was like, this is Broadway. I don't know what the fuck's happening. Now, Sutton Foster, of course, she's like a dancer dancer. Full, yeah. yeah. So she like tapped over, but she's, I can't stand her in that role. Do you remember like, um, who was it? Savion Glover was cool in the nineties. Yeah. And, um, well, Gregory Hines is like, Gregory Hines. Yeah. yeah. I loved, cause I had tap. I felt very excited when I got tap shoes that were like, um, they have an arch so you can go up on your toes, mm -hmm. like in full, like point basically. Yeah. And I was always just doing that just to just for fun and they were like that's not the step but i was like i'm still going up on my toes <laughs> um but yeah it is very fun and i actually there it was a pretty packed class and i was like excited that ta guys tap is back it must have sounded horrendous no because it it's very it, it, you can hear tapping but it's like in con a contained like room you know what i mean you know not to tap on certain surfaces right I've gotten that speech from my stepdad many times. <laughs> no, meaning it's more about your body. Right. Don't do surface, cement, guys. You're going to no. mess up your joints. Yeah. Uh, because though you need something like wood that has um, shock absorption. If you don't, your knees after like a long tap is going to, they're going to feel really weird and it fucks you with your knees. I did have a little tapping board in my room. Yes. It was like a little one. like four by four because my stepdad, I remember like, we moved into a new house and had hardwood floors and I was like, well, I'll be tapping on these. And he was like, don't fucking think of it, you <laughs> yeah, know? No. Um, so I had my little tap board in my closet and I would bring it out and then I'd just be like, <laughs> and then my mom would be like, time for dinner. And I'd be like, click, 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 click. <laughs> did I tap? Oh, we did. In my, in my old apartment, we tapped on the actual <gasps> We did floor. tap on our web series. But it was series. laminate and it was laminate. And I was soft shoe tapping. You were actually tapping. Um, but honestly, for a soft shoe, that was sounded pretty good. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys, episode one, living with Jonathan and Katie. If you haven't seen it, we learned to dance. We and tap. We tap. Yeah. We actually tap battle. Oh, we both do pullbacks in that. Oh yeah. We both did full on pullbacks. So come for us. <laughs> I love how we showed up and we're like, we already know how to do pullbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did love it though. Um, what else is fun? I think that's it. I think we're it, guys. It's a short one. It's a hot one. Bye guys. We'll we'll be dropping more um, episodes and more online content. Later in the month, because we're all um, quarantined like little animals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so shout out to the CDC in the meantime. Yeah. Okay. Fuck bye. Trump. Bye. Living with Jonathan and Katie.